welcome to episode 18 of your personal podcast for those who want more out of life and we bring this meme to our listeners unedited and always unscripted martin because we speak from the heart please rate review and subscribe to your personal podcast I'm Martin Hazy. I have an MBA, I'm an entrepreneur, educator, a CEO and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with my very, 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 very great co-host, Mim Romeo. 30 years of friendship. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach and mentor, executive advisor and a community leader. Mim, welcome to your personal podcast. And welcome to you, Martin, as well. Another week's gone past and it's getting more and more exciting And just before we start with our conversation, we'd like to thank, as usual, all our listeners throughout the globe. We appreciate you tuning in to your personal podcast, and we value the feedback that you provide us. And Mim, I must say, it keeps coming. Lots of feedback is coming in. Actually, because I was just about to say, Martin, have you received any feedback recently? We have. And remember in the last podcast, Mim, we also share with our listeners that we've now got 35 countries tuning into your personal podcast. That's magnificent. Really brings a smile to my face. So, let's... Listen to that feedback. So we got some feedback from Ken from um, Australia. And Ken was actually... Thank you, Ken. He was giving some feedback about our episode on gratitude. That was a good episode, gratitude. Episode 16 of your personal podcast. Now, what did Ken have to say? Well, Ken shared with us another great podcast, Martin and Mim. A reflection I had while listening was that empathetic leadership will and is the most effective approach in business. He's absolutely spot on. Empathy connected with gratitude will give you always better results and you will see the change in not only your life but in other people's lives. And also John from Guatemala said that – what did John say? John said that gratitude is a very underutilised superpower – why do you find that so funny, Mim? No, I just thought the way you said Guatemala. <laughs> have you ever been? To, have you been to Guatemala? I have not been to Guatemala, but let me tell you, I'm sure it's a wonderful place, and we like to thank John for his feedback because Be- beautiful country. It is a beautiful country, and we thank him for listening and for his feedback. Terrific. Now, Mim, we are here with now episode 18 of your personal podcast. Look at that. We're at what, 18. We're getting close to that number 20. Now we are. It's a magic number, number 20, I It believe. is. 20 is always a good number. Well done. Okay, Mim, let's talk. Yes, sir. Okay. What's the topic of today's podcast? Today, we're talking about trust is a must. That word trust is so powerful that we are going to have a real deep and meaningful conversation about it. You said to me, Mim, in yeah. one of our earlier podcasts, yes. that in order to achieve many things in life... You must always do what you say. Absolutely. Firstly, the three things uh, that we're going to really establish today is firstly, understand what you are saying. So you completely ignored that statement? No. You've got to do what you say. But I'm saying to you, I'm going to bring it into context. Ah, Okay, good, good, good. So the context is you've got to understand what you're saying, but you've got to do what you say. Once you do what you say, you have to review it and just make sure that everything that you're emphasising, everything that you're saying – Everything that you do does line up. You want to build trust, you want to strengthen trust, then you've got to deliver on the promises you make. And the promises don't have to have the word promise in it, just has to come out of your mouth. Okay, so in your view then, is trust earned or or should it be given? My view is that I come from the perspective that I trust. Now, people might have a different view, but for me, 
I trust people unless they give me a reason not to trust them. Now, that doesn't mean that I just agree with everything everyone says. It just means that I'm not going to look at you as someone who's trying to deceive me. I'm going to maybe ask questions, get more information if I need to make a decision about something. But you personally, I will trust you. Interesting. I look at trust as another level. So when I engage with someone, yeah. and it could be when I employ someone, it could be when I have a transaction with someone, yeah. it could be any human yeah. in- interaction that I may have, I will automatically, Mim, give someone my full support. Yes. I will give them plenty of goodwill. Yep. But that doesn't mean I trust them. I believe that trust is something which must be earned. So I'm a little bit less of the viewpoint that I just give it to you because I think in doing so I devalue it. I think it needs to be earned. Yeah, but you come from that perspective someone's got to earn your trust. At the end of the day, I might just meet you today, Martin. Now, if you have to earn my trust, what does that mean? Everyone's expectations are very different. I might not ever meet your expectations. That means you're never ever going to trust me? Why don't you just take me as who I am? And then basically, if I give you reason not to trust me, or I give you an indication that maybe what I'm saying is not quite right, then maybe ask some more questions before you determine whether I'm trustworthy or not. But if you think people are going to earn your trust, firstly, I have to see it through your eyes, which I never will. And then what what happens is our conversation sometimes doesn't become as relevant because I'm, if I'm trying to earn your trust, I'm trying to do everything I can to convince you. Yes and no would be my kind of answer to that, Mim. I look at this as a natural progression. So like I shared at the beginning of our conversation, I will automatically give someone goodwill, right? Go into every encounter, whatever it might be. Why would you give me goodwill if you don't trust me? Because trust is another level, and I believe there's something which is even higher than trust. So this is this is my discussion here, Mim, is that I will automatically give everyone, you know, uh, goodwill, followed by support, because support is actually a doing word, mm-hmm. which means I'm taking action to support you. Yeah. Right? And what I'm doing also is I'm kind of probably evaluating a little bit to see whether that is actually reciprocated in any way whatsoever. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Of course you can. You know, when the way you're describing it, it's as if you're afraid to say that you trust someone until they basically meet all this criteria. Then you comfortably can say, you know what, I trust you. Now, is is our trust really that much value in someone else's life or should the trust be based on our own personality and characteristics? Because you're giving goodwill, you're giving support. Those are all the indications of someone who who is trustworthy. But what we do is sometimes in our own mind, this is why for me personally, Martin, I come from the perspective of saying, I trust you unless you give me a reason not to. I'm going to give you the support. I'm going to give you everything, the goodwill, throw the whole lock, stock and barrel in there. But the minute you give me an indication that you're not trustworthy, then I might need to reevaluate my approach in our conversation. No, I mean, there was a reason why I shared at the beginning of this conversation your comment from previous podcasts where you said, always do what you say. And I think trust is earned through action, not words. It does, but it just strengthens the trust, Martin. Oh, you've got levels of trust. 
it strengthens. Obviously, we have levels of trust. Let's say, for example, I meet you first today. So I trust you a little bit, a medium bit, or a lot. No, no. The trust in terms of strengthening is this, Martin. It's like a I tiny, tr- a tiny wee bit. You're looking at it from a, a very different perspective. But for me, if I had to invest a million dollars with you, that trust needs to be strengthened. So there is different levels of trust because I won't give you a million dollars the first time I meet you, but I trust you the first time I meet you. Trustworthy. But over time, maybe over two or three years, you run an investment company, we've built a relationship, that trust is strengthened. You've, you, Like you said, you do what you say, the evidence is there. One day I say, here's a million dollars, Martin, go invest it for me. Very interesting, Mim, because I put a different premium on building trust on human relations versus uh, transacting. I think transacting is comparatively easy compared to actually building a lasting, strong, trusted and trusting relationship with an individual. That doesn't need to be happening in business. Look at our example. 30 years we've known each other, Martin. And in that 30 years, I must say, we've never had a disagreement or an argument in a sense where we haven't spoken to each other. It's been a beautiful marriage. Isn't it? (laughs) I wouldn't classify it as a marriage, but I'd classify it as as a wonderful friendship. So what I'm saying is in that 30 years... Don't you think, Martin, from the first day we met 30 years ago to today, our, our friendship has strengthened? Of course. Through, our, through actions. Through and actions. And that's my point, Mim. You rely on me and I rely on you. It's mutual. So and we, what, what do we do? Our evidence shows that. Correct. But we've built that through our actions. And therein lies the nub of my point, which I'm looking to share with our listeners. Because if I'd encourage you to look at this through the analogy of a staircase. Yep. We meet for the first time. Yes. We we connect, we get along, we yep. have a bit of rapport. Bit of fun, bit of laughter. Terrific, right? Really, really good. <laughs> oh, so, I don't know, terrific, because you're a little bit hard to break with the laughter part. <laughs> anyway, we finally got there after 30 years. <laughs> took, a, took your personal podcast to do it, didn't it? Are you saying that I never laughed in 30 years? No, no, I wouldn't say you never laughed, but it, would t- it took a while to crack that smile, let me tell you. I know, you. I know. And all those mirrors cracked when it happened. Very too. serious you were in the early days, very focused, serious, determined. But I knew that somewhere within that frame of work that you would smile. Okay, so back to my staircase analogy. Yes, sir. Okay. So, Mim, the staircase analogy looks something like this. I meet you, we establish goodwill. Yes. We give each other goodwill. Yes, over time, we actually give each other support. Yep. Right? This is this mutual part yep. coming into it. Sounds we good. give each other support because we're kind of not just doing things for each other, yep. but we're kind of relying on each other. Yep. So things go a little bit deeper. What are we doing there? We're building trust. Building so trust, know- strengthening trust, building relationships. It all forms from the same foundation. But I'm not so the same sure. Tree root. I'm not so sure about these kind of levels of trust. I give you a wee bit of trust, or I give you lots of trust. I think you give trust, or you don't, and that's why I'm saying this is why I withhold it, Mim. Now, you and I have oodles of trust. Yes, correct. Now, then, what happens as a consequence of trust, Mim? Is that through trust, and trust is built through actions, is that you actually then have loyalty. Yes, you We're do. loyal to each other. Yes. Right? So if everything turns upside down, I know I can rely on you yep. and vice versa. If everything went up down, upside down for you, you know you can rely on me. Yep. That's built on action, goodwill, support, but that is actually the manifestation of trust and that is my argument. So it doesn't mean when I 
do anything. I'm not providing people with plenty of goodwill. Of course I will, but I don't know them, Mim, and I'm not going to offer my trust until I know someone. Okay, let's say, for example, this, Martin. You know, we sometimes put too much – we're too precious about the word trust. Look at the evidence and the actions that we put behind us when we deal with people. You know, someone could walk away. I could meet you for the first time or someone could meet me. We could walk away and think, well, that person really gave me support, confidence, goodwill. He must trust me. Now, I've never said the word trust out of my mouth, but my actions, my evidence shows that the characteristics I have are from the perspective that they don't walk away thinking I think they're a thief or I think they're not trustworthy or I think that, you know, there's something wrong with them. That's the key of what I'm saying, Martin. Now, we can debate the word trust when you give it, when you don't, but it's in our evidence and our actions. And I've known you for 30 years, Martin, and I've got to say every interaction I've seen you have from an outside person, I'd say that interaction is a trustworthy interaction. Okay, but just because, Mim, I don't necessarily offer kind of wholehearted trust to someone very, very early in the relationship doesn't mean I don't trust them. That's right. See, now we're agreeing. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean that they're, I think they're a crook. That's right. It just means I'm going to hold that back a little bit until it's been earned again, because I don't want to devalue trust. No, but again, what you're trying to say I, is... I can feel thousands of your podcast listeners around the world nodding right now, Mim. And I can see them saying... Martin's a bit tough. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what we're saying is we're strengthening that relationship. You know, trust, marriage, family, work. When we get to a workplace in family, isn't everything always ever growing, ever strengthening? Do we say our relationship today? I've been married for many, many years. When I first got married to today, my relationship has strengthened a thousandfold. Why? doesn't mean I love my wife any less when I first got married to today, but our relationship is strengthened. Why? Because we start on a good foundation. At work, when you start work, you don't go into work trying to earn people's trust. You try and perform in the role that you've got. Mm-hmm. The it, it Trust is not based on trying to earn everyone's re- trust. Trust is built on your actions, understanding what you say, understand what you're doing, and review what you do. That eventually will build and strengthen the trust component. So I think we've actually just had a meeting of minds because that's precisely what I said. So thank you, Mim. That's okay, Martin. I'm willing to always come to your side to make you feel good. Hey, Mim, (laughs) here's another one. Who is the person that you must trust the most? Yourself. Bingo. So do I win a prize? (laughs) Bingo. I know when you get a bingo, you win a prize. What did I win today? Another, another gold watch. <laughs> you do trust yourself. Again, that's why yep. I say understand what you're saying out of your mouth. So if you can't or you won't or you have hesitation in trusting yourself, can you actually trust anyone else? Ha- have you noticed, Very difficult. Have you noticed this? And this is an interesting one, yes. isn't it? We've all come across people who just don't trust anyone. That's right. And you think, what's wrong with you, dude? No, but that only comes from moments they've had in life that either trauma, challenging, where people have let them down, people have failed them, whether it's a, but, a family, okay. whether it's work, whether it's financial. And what happens is the key for that is the hurt was so much that they don't want to feel that hurt again. So their their, their defence mechanism is I won't trust anyone again. So they won't trust the entirety of humanity. 
because I had a bad experience with that's one. Right, that's right. But that's not – we but, won't minimise that. No, but that is ridiculous. It, I wouldn't call it ridiculous. I would just say people need to have a different mindset about it. Well, it's it. a recipe for a very miserable life. Understand that. Surely, but at surely. The, at the time when you walk through it though, Martin – it's not as clear. See, we can see it on this side of the fence because we can see the trees amongst the forest. But most people that are in the midst of the forest, sometimes it's not that easy. You go through a, a difficult time. You've trusted your your husband or your wife and something's gone wrong or you've trusted your children or you've trusted work people, colleagues, that all of a sudden what they said they were going to do, they didn't do. All of a sudden they, they did something they shouldn't have done. And all that hurt and feeling that you go through it's difficult to overcome unless someone is there by your side helping you through it and you understand that I won't be defined by that situation. I'll be I'll be defined by how I deal with it. So I'm not going to let that I agree. change my heart I totally agree. and not trust anyone. And everyone's going to now build this, this sort of mecca uh, uh, deal to say, Mim, I'm going to prove to you you can trust me. They don't need to do that because I dealt with the past I learnt from it, but it hasn't changed who I am from within. We have all, and I'm sure there's none, none, zero of our listeners on your personal podcast who have not been an experience where someone has let them down or the, the breach, the trust has been breached, the circle of trust has been yep. broken. That happens to all of us. So don't confuse that with my aforementioned comments. Although I might take a little time to really build a trusting relationship, and in my own personal view, yep. I find that entirely reasonable thing to do. I trust many, many, many people and I enjoy that trust and I enjoy the fact that that's reciprocated. I think that's a really special thing. I think that was a very good statement. What I'm just sharing though is it's actually a bit sad when you do kind of stumble across people in your journey who just don't trust anyone because they've been burnt. We've all been burnt. We will all get burnt. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, the compassion, the empathy, gratitude. We've got to understand that we're all different. In the human race, we're all different. I'll give you an example, Martin. In corporate retail when I was there, I managed a lot of people work with me. And I and one of the things I was always focused on is developing and improving people's skill base, competency base, and giving them every opportunity to move with their career. And I always used to say to them, here's some guidelines I want you to work around. I want you to make decisions. If those decisions don't work out, I will take the hit. No need to worry about it. If you make a decision based on the guidelines I give you, if they happen not to work out, I'll be accountable. But if they do work out, you'll get the rewards. And one day what happened was one of the individuals made a decision. They made a decision around um, how we were going to do some advertising and they changed the plan. Now, it wasn't the best decision. It didn't quite work out well. So for our head office came down pouring down, looking for a, a, a head to roll. They said, who made that decision? Who changed our plan? Who changed the marketing plan? What did I say to the team? If you make a decision based around my guidelines, I'll take the hit. Now, the interpretation was probably just slightly off, but I said I did it. Now, at that moment, everyone knew that it wasn't me, except for head office. But everyone said Mimo kept to his word. And that moment changed their lives forever because then they knew they could make more decisions even though they might not always be right, but 90% of them were. And what happened was our business grew, our productivity grew, 
our acknowledgement grew. Everyone grew, and most of those people over time got management positions, got state management positions, really blossomed in their career. And it only took one action that what I said I did. I understood what I was saying, I did what I said, and I, under- and I reviewed what happened. That takes courage, that takes bravery, but that's the kind of stuff that forges real teams. That's in right. my view, it, teams are not built through doing the easy stuff. It isn't. Teams are built through doing the difficult stuff by fronting up, stepping up and making the hard decisions and following through. Look at family, That's Martin. how you build a high-performing team. You look at family examples. You know, I use the work example, but family as well. Yep. We've got to understand that trust is not something you but trust is – needs to be understood. You know, in, in family family things, sometimes, look, I'm a type of person who likes to get to places on time. Really, someone invites me at 6 o'clock, I normally get there at 5.30. You are super punctual. I've always noticed that. I love that. But, again, there's some areas in my life I could improve even better because there's some things that I don't categorise in that same level, but it still builds trust. So, for example, if I needed to, to, uh, to pick something up, but I didn't think it was urgent. Let's say I needed to pick it up for myself because where I've got an appointment, it's really to respect the other person. But sometimes I go there a little bit later for me and I think to myself, you know what, if I've got a standard, I should do it everywhere. Or if I've got to transfer some money to my son's account, I might need to do it on Thursday, but I do it Friday because I think it's family. But I realise that if I build trust and I believe in it, then I should action that all the time not categorise it and say, well, this category I feel is really important, but this category isn't. And what happened over time, I know I'm strengthening that. Over time, I'm understanding that everything I say, I need to be accountable for. Everything I do, it needs to be what I've said, and then I review and say, what's the outcome? Okay, Mim, let's have a chat about how you build trust. So we're both big believers in communication. And I'm going to use a few analogies, which is really interesting. And you look at some of the kind of world leaders on the stage who have built incredible trust. And I'm looking to explore that relationship between trust and loyalty, because I think that's actually quite important. You just look at people like, I mean, we've discussed in a previous episode of your personal podcast, people like Martin Luther King, who kind of led civil rights reform in the United States of America, a very trusted and respected Mm -hmm. figure through his actions. You look at people like Winston Churchill. Now, Winston Churchill, I'm not going to say single-handedly, saved England and saved Europe from tyranny. Now, he had a lot of support from the United States. Of course he did. However, how did he do it? Words, oratory, followed by action. Absolutely. Right? And that relationship between oratory and action to inspire trust takes sometimes the real skill of a real wordsmith. And you look at some of these world leaders, it's quite incredible what transformational and positive, when used for the positive, power they can have. There are a lot of examples through world leaders, but I always bring it back to us, Martin, our experiences. You know, I'll give you an example. I always say trust is, evidence of trust is when you don't throw anyone under the bus. What I mean by that, I, you know, my career, Martin, I took over different types of roles in different industries. And whenever you take a a, a new role, there's always something that probably needs to be sorted, needs to be resolved. 
And the minute that comes up, that question, oh, but this needs to be fixed, the first thing that most people say, oh, but it was the guy behind me that left. It was all his fault. Don't, you know, I'm just trying to here to fix it. My attitude's always been, that's a problem. I don't worry about talking about the guy that left. I say, I just give them the details in terms of how I'm going to fix it. Isn't that interesting that whenever, in I'm sure any state, territory, nation, jurisdiction around the world, is that when there's a newly elected government, the first thing they say is we're cleaning up the mess. That's right. Instead of saying there's a situation, we'll sort it out. No one needs to be thrown under the bus. If people are aware how long you've been in there, then that's fine. So my attitude's always been don't throw anyone under the bus. Deal with the situation with your skill, competency, and build that trust. Why? Through your actions, because people will know you haven't thrown anyone under the bus. And at the end of the day, you're there to do a job. In family, it's the same thing. Support your family. Support, you know, I always say this, unconditional love in the family is so important. And trust is built on that love. Trust is not earned. It's built on the love. And what you've got to do is you've got to be committed and understand what you are saying. Don't say things that you don't mean. Don't say things you're not going to do. So understand what you say, do what you say, and then look at the results. And then if you have to adjust it in the future, you do. You know what I love about your personal podcast, Mim? Yes, Is sir. that we can talk about world leaders and bring that conversation down to the kitchen table so it's relevant to our listeners around the world. That's right, because all the other stuff, you know, sometimes it's so far out there that it really means nothing. We've got to bring it down and so people can understand how to apply it. Well, I'm going to share my four or five personal lessons and my philosophy towards trust. I'm just going to expand a little bit upon what I shared right at the beginning. So I think trust is, and I think you'd agree with me here, a fundamental building block for any relationship, whether that's personal or professional. 100%. Okay. Without it, there can be no true partnership or collaboration. That's true. Now, in business, I often talk about business, you often yep. talk about family, but I'm going to share that trust is a currency for success. Yes. Right? It allows us to work together. It actually provides a safer environment in which to take risks. Without trust, you can't take risks in an organisation. It's certainly harder to do it. it. It certainly is. And the other thing about that, Martin, is that you don't have to carry the burden yourself or the weight or the situation. You know you've got people around you supporting you and you all get through it. That's the critical element in life. We talk about trust. Why are we so emphatic about trusting people is because we all want people around us that we can call upon in that time of need. And that's your example, working in corporate retail. That's exactly what you did, Mim. Now, I also think and believe, more importantly, that trust is not something that can be demanded or commanded. It must be earned through actions and behaviours. That's right. And not the word itself is not the emphasis. The action and the evidence is the critical component. Okay. We've had a meeting of minds. Now, Mim, also, I think trust can also be fragile. It can take years to build and seconds to destroy. Do you agree? That can happen. I think that happens. Why? Because sometimes, you know, when I look at my life over the years, there's been many people that um, were a lot more compassionate on me than maybe some would have thought. I've made mistakes in life in my younger days. And basically, you know, I might not have performed as well in the job or maybe not supported the family in the, in the best way I could when I was younger. But those same people 
had this trust in me that I could improve, could get better, you know, just grow. And as I matured, I would understand more. And I got to an age now when I look at the younger generation, I can see that as well, that sometimes we try and conform everyone into our understanding of today. Trust, care, support, the whole lot has got to be one of understanding that we all mature. We all get to a point where we will understand better. But we've got to show that support, kindness, gratitude, and and understand that our trust sometimes is the only strength they need to get forward. So, I mean, my last point about trust is that when true trust exists, I think communication flows more freely, problems are solved more easily, relationships are strengthened. So in the business, the work environment, it's an essential ingredient for success. And importantly, in a very fast-changing world, often driven by technology and changing markets and geopolitics and a whole range of things, organisations to prosper, to succeed, and actually just to be sustainable, Mim, have to be able to take calculated risks. Yes, they do. You cannot take risks without trust. That's right. And you need to have everyone on the same page. From a business perspective, trust in an organisation those that you find that have trust obviously will be very more more successful than those that don't. In family, trust means do not judge. You know, in a family situation, trust also comes from the fact that you don't judge everyone on what they do. You just believe that they will get better if those decisions aren't right and you support them. In a business sense, trust comes from support, from understanding, a bit like the example I gave. Angela Merkel, who was the former Chancellor of Germany, you might recall, she said, whoever has earned trust will always find someone to invest in them. That's right. And look, I, I, I have a personal belief, Martin, that everyone can be trusted. It's just that some people have not ever experienced that. Some people's lives have gone through some challenges at both ends of the spectrum. I'm not talking about the people who maybe are in financial difficulties or the people who are wealthy. Everyone throughout the world goes through moments in time where that trust word becomes very difficult to enact. You're going to love this. Mahatma Gandhi, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Look, forgiveness is a a powerful word in itself that if we can understand how to do that, then we end up finding that trusting people, trusting situations becomes less challenging. So, Mim, in sum up, trust is a must. Trust is a must and the three things I want our listeners to understand. Understand what you are saying out of your mouth. Then do exactly what you've said and then just review what the outcome is and if you need to adjust it in the future, you do it. But strengthen every day by doing what you say and you can never go wrong. Mim, we may have had a healthy debate about how to get there, but we entirely agree on getting there. Absolutely, 100%, Martin. And our 30-year friendship is a testimony that trust can be strengthened. Thank you to our listeners around the world who are tuned into your personal podcast on Episode 18. Have a wonderful day, everyone, throughout the globe. And remember, trust is a must. Enjoy and have a wonderful week.